Today, we're gonna be breaking down season one. So if you haven't seen the entirety of the six episode season, go back, watch every episode. You can listen to Josh and I break down every episode without spoiling anything. But in this episode, we're gonna be overviewing season one as we will for each season leading up to the new season coming out soon. I'm Daniel Gilman alongside Josh Levy here. Welcome in to By Order of the Peaky Blinders. We're a spoiler-free podcast breaking down every single episode of the 1920s family gang drama Peaky Blinders on Netflix and BBC as Stephen Knight has created an absolute phenomenon here with Peaky Blinders led by the great Tommy Shelby. And here today, we're just going to be kind of giving you a, an overview of the characters. We're going to be reminding you where everyone stood in the beginning of season one and then where we sat at the end of season one. This podcast is sponsored by a company that doesn't just say they'll help the less fortunate. They do it, like Tommy Shelby. Bare Bottom Clothing makes the best everyday adventure men's wear. From essential khaki shorts to wild stretch swim trunks or even their new stretch joggers. Everything is made with premium adventure-ready fabrics that is designed to be super comfortable all day long. And the kicker, for every item you buy, they donate shorts to a child in Bangladesh that needs one. So go to barebottomclothing.com, that's bear like the animal, bottomclothing.com, and use the promo code PEAKY for 15% off. How about that? A discount and donating to charity. As we, uh, as we look at a, a little bit of a synopsis here, the overview of the show, it says that it is set in 1919 in Birmingham, England, with the ambitious gang, the Peaky Blinders, and their leader, Thomas Shelby, finding their crew coming under the scrutiny of a chief of Belfast, the inspector Chester Campbell, who has been sent to clean up the city of crime as Tommy and his gang, the Peaky Blinders, his brothers and sister, his aunt, have all accidentally stolen a shipment of guns headed towards Libya, and Josh, right off the bat, you realize that, that Tommy does not mess around, and instantly he becomes a fan favorite. Tommy, I mean, off the bat, doesn't doesn't mess around. He has he 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 comes up on some luck. He gets these guns, and he instantly has a plan. And this is a theme that we will see with Tommy: is that he's always has the wheels running in his brain. He's always coming up with a plan. And we see start we see Inspector Campbell, and they start introducing the, the uh, characters here, and. We start formulating opinions right away off these guys, as we said before. We 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 think Inspector Campbell is here for the right reasons, and he's here to, to snatch up Tommy, and we don't really know yet who Tommy is at this point. So the war minister of England, Winston Churchill, has sent the inspector to get the guns. Tommy's Aunt Polly, who kind of leads the family, but not really. Tommy's in charge, urges him to return the guns, but Tommy is playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. And so this entire season is just this one game of chess between Tommy and the inspector as Tommy has to wrestle with a few enemies here. Billy Kimber is one of them because right off the bat, the first scene shows Tommy and his racing ways because he decides to help kind of boost his bookmaking company's estates by doing a powder trick and tricking you know members of the town to bet on one horse the Peaky Blinders at the moment are just kind of like this lowly gang that runs bookmaking and, and sports betting through a little shack. And as they, you know, slowly but surely move up the season, they, you know, find their way to a legitimate business. They're able to get, you know, one of every three horse racing winners with a deal with Billy Kimber. We see Tommy's brother, John, get married off to try to deal with 
you know, one of the, the one of the many, you know, problems of this season, and that's with the Lee brothers and a, a gang of gypsies fighting with the Shelbys. The Lees and the Shelbys end up uniting, and at the end of the day, they really, you know, come together as a family. Josh, we get a lot of uh, a lot of gypsy imagery throughout the season. We get a lot of like old-fashioned stories, and you know, the final episode and the final two episodes. If you want to just go back and listen to those, Josh and I really dive into the details. But Grace is the main story point for Thomas Shelby. It might be about you know furthering his business. But we get to, to meet this Irish undercover cop. Her name is Grace Burgess, played by Annabelle Wallace. And Tommy falls in love with Grace. Grace, every chance that she can, throws Tommy out to the wolves, tells on him to Inspector Campbell. But all in all, Josh, she falls in love with Tommy. And even though you know she's got 20 red flags throughout this season, Tommy does not give up on the fact that he thinks that Grace is innocent. So as we go episode by episode, we learn that, you know, Grace's father was killed by the IRA. So she kills some IRA members, the Irish Republican Army. There's four or five really tough villains in this show. But the one that we never really, you know, talk about as a villain is Grace. Because she's kind of like that, you know, that middle ground where we love her as a character. But she really does screw our protagonist every chance. Grace is one of the characters in this show that is the most frustrating because you want to love her as much as possible, which I mean, we do love her as much as possible, but she's keeps on doing things that make you scratch your head. You thought she would, she would turn around for the better. You thought that she would maybe not go through with the mission with her initial mission because she does look like she is, you know, falling for Tommy, which she does. She falls for Tommy. She loves Tommy. And you see there's genuineness with her and how she acts towards Tommy. She gets involved in the business. She becomes the bookmaker in place of Arthur because Tommy wants things to start running smoothly and start running in an organizational way. And you you kind of forget what her intention is at some time. At sometimes you you kind of forget that she's working for Inspector Campbell. And so there's just there's this uh this back and forth that you have to play with yourself while watching this show, which when I watched it for the first time and I was texting you, I texted you and I said, I can't tell if Grace is is really in love with Tommy or if she's playing the undercover game. And this is something this is a theme throughout this season. And it's really tough and it's really, really, really well done by Stephen Knight and all the directors and, and, and this season. They do a great job of not making it so obvious that you just know how it's gonna play out. So you're always on your toes with Grace. Grace ends up finding the guns which were buried in the grave of Danny Wisbang, who Tommy pretends to kill in the end of episode one. Danny ends up getting killed in the season finale by Billy Kimber before Kimber is shot and killed by Tommy Shelby. That ends that little storyline. The inspector is not done, though. He still has a massive vendetta with Tommy because the inspector proposed to Grace. Grace said no, and instead, you know, had sex with Tommy almost minutes after that, you know, scene happened. That was a wild episode back in episode five. On top of Tommy and then his older brother, Arthur, we have John, Ada, and Finn. Their dad, Arthur Sr., came in for one episode. The brother of Aunt Polly, he ended up conning Arthur out of 500 pounds. That was a quick little episode. Just want to remind you of where they come from. Their mom is dead, but we don't really talk about her that much. They are gypsy royalty, because we've talked about that for a little bit. 
I believe it's on the mother's side, but we're not 100% sure. We do get into the sisters' love a little bit with a communist named Freddie Thorne. Ada and Freddie get married. Freddie and Tommy go back because Freddie ended up saving Tommy's life when they were fighting in the war. The war is a whole nother storyline that we can get into in a little bit. But first, Freddie gets arrested because Grace ends up uh, getting some information from Tommy. Freddie gets arrested the night that Ada has their baby. Freddie, who, of course, comes back at the end because Tommy helped break him out of jail, helps with the fighting of Billy Kimba. It seems like as we stand now at the end of season one, Freddie Thorne and Tommy Shelby are back to being allies again as uh, Tommy tries to battle through his opium addiction. Every night, Josh, Tommy smokes opium, and every night he tries to get to sleep before the Germans can crack through the wall because Tommy, Danny, and Freddie were all tunnelers in the great World War I. For the English in France, he battled at the Somme and won two gallantry medals named by the King of England. Both of them he threw into the water, so it's clear that none of them really care about the war. We, we learn a little bit more about Tommy and, and his PTSD along with Freddie and Danny and the three of them together, it seems, Josh, are, are a motley crew. We do lose Danny at the end of the season, but moving forward into season two, it'll be interesting to see how Freddie and Tommy's relationship goes as they're now brothers-in-law. A hundred percent. I mean, it, it almost felt like, you know, in episode five, episodes five and six, that the whole entire fiasco with Freddie was so long ago because so much happens. But it, it, it was a really important beginning of the season with the whole communist charge that Freddie was leaving was was leading and you know sneaking around with Ada behind everyone's back and that kind of was the catalyst to their divisiveness and Freddie comes back at the end and saves the and helps save the day with the Lewis machine gun and they're they're brothers again and there's a lot of reference to how they were they were friends when they were younger and when they were schoolboys and how Tommy looks out over the cut when they're together in that one scene and talks about if if they wonder if they could just jump in again and so their their relationship is very important, and Freddie Freddie Freddie's a very important character um, to Tommy. And as you said, with 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 those PTSD scenes, those are very powerful scenes to show what it was like in the war. And it'll be interesting to see how that how that continues on into the next seasons to see if if those flashbacks really you know linger over Tommy, if 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 they really you know engrave in his head those awful moments that still stick with him while he's going through even more awful moments in, in, in the, in the present. And he talks about the soldier minute, the soldier minute and how, you know, the past isn't, isn't of his concern, but the past is definitely of, of, of concern to him as he, as he gets those awful flashbacks. So just so much that's gone on this season and season one is just does a great job of introducing the characters in their history. A lot of shows kind of waste time you know, with explaining too much about history and they don't do a good job and they don't answer questions. But Stephen Knight in, episode, in, uh, in season one does a great job of introducing characters. And, and after season one and after the end of it, you really understand how who everyone is, what everyone's intention is, what kind of character, character they are, and where they stand going into season two. The showrunner Stephen Knight, who created this show based it off of his parents' childhood. His, his, both of his parents grew up in Birmingham. His mom was a bookies runner. So we use that information to kind of create the Peaky Blinders side of things. His dad's side of the family ran you know, different horses and, and they were in the gypsy side of things. So we combined both of those 
Charlie Strong is the uncle of Tommy Shelby. That was based off of a real person. His, you know, horse hand curly was based off of the, the great uncle of Stephen Knight. Knight used two directors in this first season. Otto Bathurst directed the first three episodes, and Tom Harper directed the second three episodes. And as we look at this season as a whole, I think it's important to also talk about all of the, the little plot lines that we had from Tommy that all kind of got, you know, sewn up very, very neatly as we, you know, we talked about the communism for Shelby. And then we talk about, you know, the father betraying the son and that background. Arthur tried to kill himself in the fifth episode before Tommy comes in to tell him that they've got a joint limited corporation now with the Shelby brothers, 30%, 33%, 33%, 33% with John, Tommy, and Arthur. And then in the sixth episode, we learn more about Polly and the history that she had with her kids. She had two kids taken away from her when they were young, Michael and Sally. So we'll learn about that more as this series goes on. Taking a look at what happened early in the season, though, Josh, and the whole situation with, with Billy Kimba and how Tommy, he really likes to kind of swing for the fences. And and we'll see if that continues because now that, that the Shelby company is the third largest legal racetrack business in England, we'll see if Tommy keeps want, wants to keep swinging or if we'll see if he kind of shortens his sights and just goes one-on-one -on -one with the inspector. As the last scene we saw in episode six was the inspector shooting Grace at the train tracks. We don't know what happened. We're going to find out in season two, episode one. We don't want to touch on that too much because both of us have seen it, and we're going to keep this spoiler-free for those that have just seen episode or just seen all of season one. But as we look at that, it's going to be really interesting because we don't have the decision yet from Tommy on whether he's going to go meet with Grace or not. One hundred percent. And as as you mentioned before, we don't like. You kind of wonder: is Tommy is Tommy gonna 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 stay complacent here? Is he gonna is he gonna let things sit and kind of? you know, hang back and not get into any more kerfuffles, I guess, if you want to say, and, or if he wants to really expand the business and go bigger, because when we first see Tommy at the beginning of the show, we, we, we think that their empire is this colossal, is this colossal empire that they're royalty and they run Birmingham, but you, and he starts, you know, now they're, now they're Shelby brothers limited. They're, they're, they're trying, they're on, they're on the way to become legal. They're, they're trying to become the best. They're trying to be number one, not number three. As we, as we see in episode six, that they're behind the Sabinis and the Solomons names that, that, that will be important going forward. And so it's important to, to kind of have that in your head. If you haven't seen uh, seasons two through four on whether or not you think the Shelby's will, will get bigger. And then, you know, we could spend some time here at the end of this recap kind of talking about any characters that we didn't touch on because as it stands, John is now married to Esme. Esme was a member of the Lee family. John has four kids, and, uh, and it looks like his situation is, is getting better. He wanted to marry the prostitute, Lizzie Stark, before uh, Tommy put the nicks on that. We found out that Tommy was with the prostitute for the two years since the war. Johnny Dogs is an intermediary between the Shelbys and the Lees. It seems like he does a little bit of everything there. He officiated the wedding. Jeremiah is the uh, the walking priest who helped out in the in the uh, fight in the last episode. Jeremiah, it looks like, was a part of the uh, the war efforts because they called themselves the the Small Heath Rifles. So that's a little group of uh, of that Birmingham gang. 
that they like to do. There was a lot of battling with IRA members. We saw Grace kill two IRA members and Tommy smash in the head of the, uh, the brigade commander of the South Armad for, uh, for Irish, you know, Republic, Republican army. So that'll be interesting. That was Malachi Barnes. So we'll see if that comes back to haunt them. We talked a little bit about, you know, where they've been inside of Birmingham. We could talk about, you know, Mr. Zhang and how the season opened and then kind of closed with, with openings about Chinatown and about how that might, you know, come into effect with, with the control that, that the Shelbys have in the town. And then lastly, I just want to kind of hear your thoughts on who you thought, you know, which actor and then which character won the season and which actor and which character you thought were the, were the most underrated in this season one. Would it be a cop-out if I said Killian Murphy? No, I think he dominated. I think he came out of nowhere. He's been in a few movies and a few TV shows. But to be honest, aside from aside from the Batman series and, and Inception, I didn't really know who he was until I saw this. He was he was in the, in the movie Red Eye, if you remember. Did you see that movie? I'm not sure. He was he, he was he was good in that movie, but I definitely remember him as the Scarecrow in Batman in the in the, in the Batman series. But I mean, Killian Murphy, man. He, he was he was phenomenal. This is top five acting acting performances in a season. I mean, I can't imagine he, he's gonna he's gonna take a step back in in the coming seasons. But Killian Murphy is, has slowly but surely cr- is creeping up into my top five favorite actors in TV. I mean, he does a phenomenal job. Just like the t- even when he doesn't speak, I I mean, I, I mentioned time in and time again, time again. When he, even when he's not speaking and he's just staring and he's like clenching his cheekbones, he does such a great job. So, I will I will have to say, uh, Killian Murphy as 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 Tommy Shelby is by far my favorite character. With Aunt Paul, a close second. She does a tremendous job. I, I don't remember the actress's name. Helen McCrory. Helen McCrory. We'll give uh Polly your your most underrated character and Tommy you know the MVP for you. I'm going to go ahead, just, just to be different, and I'm going to say that Paul Anderson won my MVP as Arthur Shelby. I think the arc that we saw Arthur take and just the acting of Paul Anderson in this, in this season to go from a man who thought he had everything and was trying to have movie theater threesomes in the beginning of the season to one that was down in the dumps in the midway point and Tommy had to buy him the garrison to try to boost up his self-esteem. And then at the end, he tried to kill himself, couldn't do it, and then in the final episode, we really see Arthur slash Paul Anderson, you know, have a, a full circle moment as he's fighting alongside his brother. He's accepted the fact that he's going to not be the head of this family. And, and I, think, I think Paul Anderson was absolutely outstanding. My most underrated character, I talked about this throughout this season as we reviewed it, is Tony Pitts, who played Sergeant Moss, who is the, uh, the A1 to the inspector Chester Campbell, Sergeant Moss throughout this entire season was basically the character avatar for us watching at home because we weren't really, you know, I couldn't really associate with any of the guys committing the crimes. As much as I love them, I couldn't associate with them. So I associated with the guy who was stuck in between the devil who was trying to do good things as a bad person or the good person who was doing bad things, the inspector who we thought at first was going to be this great guy because he's, you know, he's, he's keeping the law. But instead, by the end, Sergeant Moss ends up calling him the devil. He ends up, you know, essentially speaking on behalf of the Peaky Blinders. Every step of that final episode when Chester Campbell lets all the cops, you know, let the, the Billy Kimba boys come into town, lets them do everything. And at the end of the day, 
It's Thomas Shelby who wins the chess match. He gets Freddie Thorne out of prison. He beats Billy Kimber. He gets the girl, even though he chooses not to take her. He still beats the inspector to the girl. And, uh, and a fantastic, just a fantastic season that, you know, culminated in a cliffhanger. An ultimate cliffhanger from Stephen Knight because of the gunshot as Chester Campbell's pointing, the inspector's pointing a gun at Grace at the train station. I don't think the, the inspector has it in him to shoot her. But we heard the gunshot, and we didn't see anything else, so maybe he missed her, maybe he just shot her in the leg. For those of you who haven't watched it, if, if you want to send us your predictions, and, and if you have any idea, we'll, we'll, we'll read them out loud for, to, to have people, you know, have, have their fun with, with, with what you think will happen or what you think uh, did happen at the end of the season there. So I'm just, I'm excited to keep on breaking down episodes. It was a great inaugural season with you guys, and, you know, just really excited to, to move forward. Keep your eye out for Season 2, Episode 1, as we continue our rewatch. And if you just want the recaps, make sure to uh, keep refreshing, keep checking all of the pages, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, to see when the Season 2, 3, and 4 recaps come out. They'll be posted soon, so make sure to subscribe and follow. Go like us on Facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast, or follow us on Twitter by order of Peaky. Make sure to send those feedback, send those predictions, anything you want on social media or by email at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. Wrapping this recap up, he's Josh, I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.